demons. I hate people. I hate people. This is why they're the worst. Are you ready for it? All okay. Right. How you doing, girlfriend? I'm good on the Sunday. <laughs> How are you? How was your Sunday? I'm so tired. It was fun. We went to the playground, which is like so gross. Oh, <laughs> fun. <laughs> they had fun, but you know, it's like, I don't know. I just feel disgusting when I leave the playground. So I like immediately gave the kids a bath and then got in the shower and like, yeah. Ugh. So now I'm good, but I'm so tired. Oh, I know. Yeah, we went to lunch with Barrett's sister and uh, I looked over and Burton was chewing on the seatbelt that's in the hot chairs. <laughs> gross. There's like hard stuff, it's whatever. Oh my God, it's so gross. But now I'm winding down with some wine, but I did just put a chicken pot pie in the oven for our <sighs> dinner, but Barrett had a bite of it and said it tasted vinegary. So I'm like, Ew. oh, I mean, I got it last Sunday at a farmer's market. So I'm like, oh, it's a week old. Maybe it's not good. Ew. In which case, we have no dinner. Well, that's takeout. So we did. So yeah, we did. It's already 8 o'clock. I know. Um, okay, but then you watched Scream. How was it? It was so good. The newest Scream. Not the newest Scream. The remake or whatever, I guess. But it really was really good. <laughs> it was so good. But I do have to warn you, there is a guy with Frosted Tips. Wait, is it set in present day? Yeah. <laughs> Which makes it even more alarming. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to watch but it. But so I will say, I called the killer the moment he said on the screen, his first scene. I was <gasps> like, that's the killer. And Damn it. Was. it. I know. Now I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, crap. Is it something I should, like, watch in bed? Um, no, it's very gory. In fact, <laughs> well, I got, because, you know, it's screen. Yeah. It's like the music goes up and you're scared. Like it's too anxiety right now for sure. There are actually parts where me and Bear were both covering our nine-month-old son's eyes. Are you serious? He doesn't yeah. know what's going on. I know, but I don't know when they start dreaming and like it's like knife oh. through the neck and then the knife shoots out the neck. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh God. And he's a very angry killer. Overkill. He's just stabbing so fast. And I'm like, oh, God. All right. He. Well, you have no idea. (laughs) No, I'm going to know the second he's on the screen. No, you're. No. Well, it's a twist for sure. Oh, okay. I love a twist. But the whole gang's back there. Which I was wondering if David Arquette and Courtney Cotton. I'm like, I don't don't remember how their marriage ended. Yeah. But I was like, that's got to be weird because they get di- they're divorced in the movie. And she's oh, like, are. you know, I didn't end this or whatever. Oh, and I'm God. like, oh, is this, is this kind of hitting home? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. I have to watch it. It was so good. Oh, I can't wait. I think I'm going to start. Um, so good in the cheesy. Oh, scary. Yeah. yeah, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> um, I may start the worst roommate tonight. Mm. You know? Watch that too. That was good. You did? Yeah, all of it. Every single episode. Oh shit. Wait, so is it a different episode? I mean yes. a different story every episode? Yeah. Oh good. And it's crazy. Oh my god. Although there's one I don't remember. I think I fell asleep in one that I was like, because Barrett, we were watching it in bed and I was dozing hard. So there's one I have to go read that. We have to rewatch, but Oh my god, I can't wait. Oh yeah, that you can watch in bed. 
Oh, well, yeah. I'm not scared. No. All right. You have a good story this week. And I'm, we can't like dilly dally because it's oh, long, I know. I was right? About to say. Yeah. It's a, it's pretty long and it's, um, I wrote it out to be as clear as possible because there's like a lot of like, wait, what the fuck is wrong with these people? Oh, okay. well, no, this person, this dude. Okay. So I'm going to tell the story of Sharon Marshall and Frank Floyd. Okay. Oof. Lord. Sources are Explore With Us YouTube, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, and a Matt Birkbeck's website. He actually wrote a book about the entire case called A Beautiful Child. Didn't oh. read it, but it's um, very well received. So if you're oh. interested, read it. And I bet it's, God, I can't imagine the details in it. Cute. Okay, so Sharon Marshall graduated from high school in Forest Park, Georgia in 1986. Oh. Uh, she had a, I know, yeah, it's a lot of, um, you'll know a lot of the places. Oh, really? Is Forest Park near Atlanta? Yeah. I don't know shit about Georgia. <laughs> She's a newbie idea. to Atlanta. I am. Yeah, I think it's like right by the airport, I want to say. I don't know. Uh, it's, around, it's around Atlanta. Okay. So she graduated from Forest Park. Georgia in 1986. That's high school. So she had a full ride to Georgia Tech. She was going to study aerospace engineering, and eventually her dream was to work at NASA. Oh my God! I know Good for her. Get it, girl. I know, but sad because she never got to do that because she was secretly pregnant, and um. so she ended up not going to college. She did not tell her high school boyfriend about the baby, and she gave him up for adoption to a couple in Texas. And then, so, like, just college derailed, which makes me really sad. Oh, that's four sad. Wait, to, sorry, what year is this? 1986. Oh, okay. I know. So, after that, she moved to Tampa, Florida, with a dude named Frank Floyd. She became pregnant again. They kept the baby, and in 1988, Michael was born, and he is the cutest little baby I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. Okay. He's really cute. Oh, so, but this is 1988 when she had him? Yeah. So, she's so he, still young. Yeah. She's still very young. Uber young. So Frank worked as a painter, but he had a back injury, so he really couldn't work that much. So they were on welfare, and she got a job as an exotic dancer in Tampa. She became friends with another dancer at the club, 18-year-old Cheryl Camessa. Frank really didn't love Cheryl, but he dealt with it. And it was rumored that Frank and Cheryl actually had a little fling, but who knows if that's really true. In 1989, Frank, Cheryl, and Sharon went on a boating trip, and Frank and Cheryl got in a fight. Afterwards, Cheryl allegedly called social services and told them that Sharon was hiding the money that she was making for being an exotic dancer to get welfare. And so they, they looked into it, and she was. So they cut her off, and Frank was pissed. Oh, so she was being an exotic dancer and collecting welfare? Yeah. Um, yeah. And oh. so Cheryl allegedly ratted her out and Frank was furious. So he went to the club and confronted her and other dancers at the club said he punched her in the face. They got in a huge oh, fight. Gosh. Yeah. Like he's a psycho. Uh, Shortly after that, Cheryl left her dad's house to stay with a friend. But when she never called her dad to say she got there, he got worried, called the police and a missing persons investigation started. They found her car Parked at the St. Petersburg airport, where it was parked since April 7th, 1989, but there were no signs of her. And May, sorry, I really tried to, there's a lot of dates coming at you because it's. I know, I'm trying to piece it together. I know. Well, it's because 
yeah, try to piece it together. It's not that important, but it is like, Jesus, this happened really quick. Yeah. Wait, so Sharon is his wife. Sharon's Frank's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl is the one who is missing. Okay. Cheryl's her friend who's also an exotic dancer. Okay. So she parks the airport April 7th, 1989. No signs of her officially a missing person. In May of 1989, Frank told a neighbor that they were going on vacation and asked the neighbor to mow his lawn and get his mail. On June 15th, 1989, so a month later, mm-hmm. Frank and Sharon got married in New Orleans using aliases, which is something they did a lot, especially Frank. He had like 15 names. Why? Well, I'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I don't feel good about Frank already because you've... Oh, well, let no, me know I, I, could tell you, I could tell you off the jump that he's a piece of shit. <laughs> That's not going to ruin anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, he sucks. So, But why did she go along with it? That's such a red flag. I mean, why are well, we using... I guess. Okay, she had a rough go. Okay. Well, and they're coming off of, like, Cheryl's missing. I, I think they're... May, I don't know if they're partners in crime. I don't know. And they had a baby together. I don't know. She's in a situation. Yeah, So. Is. The day after they got married, their trailer burned down, and Frank later called the neighbor to ask him to burn all his mail. Right after that, they fled to Tulsa, Oklahoma. So needless to say, they were persons of interest in Cheryl's disappearance, but there's no actual evidence that linked them. So nothing really came of it. In Tulsa, Sharon got another job as an exotic dancer. She made friends with another dancer who hated Frank. God. (laughs) It said in the report I read, like, they jumped around the country and everywhere they moved, everyone loved Sharon and hated Frank. I'm like, yeah, he sucked. Oh, okay. And reportedly they got in a fight. The The new dancer friend and Frank got in a big fight at the club once too. And the new friend yelled to Sharon, you need to leave him. And Frank responded, if she ever left me, I'd kill the bitch. <gasps> so, yeah. So she was like probably not in a situation where she just – and so – I think she was pretty open to her friends about wanting to leave him, but she was so scared of what he would do to her and especially Michael. Oh, Michael. He's like two at this, not even two. Yeah. Don't underestimate the factor of intimidation. I I mean, it is like, yeah. Oh, fuck Frank. I know. Just you wait. (laughs) I can only imagine. Good gods. Yeah. So she, she had been telling her friends that she wanted to leave him. She was scared too, but she was actually building the courage and like making a little plan to ditch him because she met a new guy at the club. They were going to run away together. So she was like preparing to like take Michael and hit the road. But good. Good for him. But the plan was derailed in April of 1990 when Sharon, then going by the name Tanya, was found unconscious on the side of an interstate 100 miles outside of Oklahoma City seemingly from a hit and run while walking back from the grocery store carrying groceries it's never a hit and run i know the people who found her rushed her to the hospital her friends at the club would go visit her and said reportedly said she was doing really well like seemed to be getting better was like fine but frank abruptly stopped all visitations without any explanation and five days later she died of her <gasps> injuries i know and the doctors were from the get-go suspicious of the bruises of on her body and even said they weren't 100 percent that the head trauma that killed her was caused by a car oh, i actually yeah. think they put in her autopsy homicide <gasps> so frank claims to have been asleep in the motel room at the time of the accident but everyone obviously sus- suspected him of doing it 
And the fact her dancer friends paid for her headstone because he oh, I know. So that didn't help the case of like, you sure this was a hit and run? Yeah, he didn't do it your own wife? You didn't pay for the headstone? <laughs> right. No. The other thing that didn't help his case was that he almost immediately contacted the insurance company for an $80,000 life insurance policy that he set up a few months prior to her death. But huge issue with that, aside from the <laughs> Aside from if the you, obvious. If you commit murder, you don't get the life insurance money? <laughs> right. Well, no. Uh. Because of all the aliases, none of the social security numbers he had <sighs> matched the right name. <laughs> so after, like, several tries, which I can't believe he even got through several tries. I bet the insurance company was like, sorry, what are you doing? Yeah. What no. is this? <laughs> so he finally gave his real name. And uh. that's when his house of cards start falling. Okay. Frank, who are you? And all of his prior crimes are revealed. So oh, I'm going to go through a little criminal history with you. Thank you. Buckle the fuck up. Hold on to your fucking hat. Hold on. <laughs> For real. Okay. So in 1959, when he was 16, he enlists in the army under fake age with forged papers. And it works for a couple months. But then he's busted. So he's kicked out. He goes to Gainesville, Georgia to live with his sister, Dorothy, uh, but her husband kicks him out. I don't know why. I couldn't get the deets on that. Oh, Gainesville's crazy, too. <laughs> no. So in 1960, he breaks into a Sears and cops come and they have a standoff and he fires at the police. Oh, Obviously, they fire back. They hit him. He's shot, taken to the hospital and in prison. In 1961, he violates his parole by going on a camping trip with other parolees, which for some... Oh, question. Yeah, I'm raising my hand. Sorry. He shot at police. How long did he get in prison? That's that, that's exactly the next words out of my mouth were I'm I wrote that down. I was way I'm way more shocked he only got like out on parole after a year, I think. Oh my god. These people don't know a red flag when they see him. I know. But so he violates that parole by going on a camping trip with other parolees. <laughs> Ew, <laughs> that's kind of creepy. What are y'all doing? doing? Yeah. Elephant walking. <laughs> Gross. what a weird concept i know so 1962 a year after that he abducts a four-year-old girl from a bowling alley in hapeville georgia and sexually assaults her oh. he, i know it starts to get dark he's sentenced to 20 years in prison but a few months later he's transferred to Mill milledgeville state hospital for psychiatric testing and he escapes which i'm like oh. anyone who hurts kids sexually however jail yeah they don't let's not look into the site don't waste time and money on that because there's no rehabilitation yeah no one used to do that so like right was this isn't like someone robbing a convenience store because they're hooked on drugs and needing money like, right that can be rehabbed that's a good point it really makes me mad because it's led to his escape god like really any sentence under life for molesting and raping kids, you're not yeah. you're not going to overcome that. There's ever. nothing to fix in yeah. that mind. That mind is fucked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. figure that one out. Yeah. Anyway, so he escapes because they were trying to transfer him to that psychiatric testing. In 1963, he robs the citizens in Southern Bank in Macon, Georgia. Hey. hey. We have a sister that lives in Macon. <laughs> what up? <laughs> He's immediately arrested because robbing a bank is the dumbest. And he's mm -hmm. transferred to Atlanta where he's held until trial. He pleads guilty, but 
guess what he was going to use the money for? He told the judge. Drugs. To appeal the child molestation conviction. Oh, <laughs> my God. Like, the judge was like, har. fuck off. Yeah. And gives him 15 more years in prison. Life. He's a threat to society and, more importantly, children. Right. Of that society. So. Right. Um, so he spends a few years in prison. He's transferred all over the place. But ultimately, in 1973, he's paroled. So 10 years in prison for a 20-year child molestation sentence, a 15-year bank robbing sentence. And one week <gasps> after he's released, he attempts to kidnap another little girl. Oh, then that's it. In Atlanta. No, that's it. Chat shows about this not being able to be fixed. So good news is it was an attempt. I don't know the details, but it, he didn't get her. Um, but oh. he was arrested. The bad news, though, he posts his $3,000 bail and vanishes. $3,000? What year is this? That was 1973. Oh, my God. $3,000 bail. So he posts bail. Is obviously supposed to keep his nose clean and wait for his court date. No. Obviously does not. Because you can't bust out of there. that type of fucked upness. Yeah. So he spends years on the run. He's bounced around Georgia, Connecticut, Salt Lake City, North Carolina, using fake names along the way. In 1974, going by the name Brandon Williams, he meets a woman named Sandy Chipman Savakis at a North Carolina truck stop. There's a lot of North Carolina sprinkled in here. I wanted to know the city so bad. I could not find them anywhere. Really? I know, right? God, you couldn't find a lot of details. I'm just kidding. I know this is a lot. No, it's detailed. Trust. Yeah. All right, so he meets Sandy Chipman, um, Savakis. They date for a month before getting married and moving to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Sandy has four kids, five-year-old Suzanne Savakis from her first husband. And from her second husband, she has Allison, three years old. Amy, two years old. Cute. Philip, one years old. One year old. Cute. Infant BB. Cute. This, their last name's Brandenburg. In 1975, Sandy has to serve 30 days in jail for writing bad checks. So she left her kids with the new stepfather, Frank. And when she gets out, she comes home to an empty <gasps> house. No. He took the kids and bailed. She got probably more than he did for rape in the 70s. I know. God, that's so annoying. So he, he took the kids, left. She ultimately found Amy and Allison with social services, but she okay. never found Suzanne or Philip, the youngest and oldest. Oh, my God. When she went to the police, they told her he was their stepdad and he had every right to take them. And, Wait, no and, paperwork? No, they, no, he never adopted them. No, he was merely, I'm like, wait, what rights? Sorry, no. Oh my so God. Pretty much. And to bum you out even more, she wrote, allegedly wrote a bad check getting diapers at the store. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God, my heart just hurts so hard. I know. And like, oh, baby. I know. It makes me so sad. So, I can, nothing will tug at my heartstrings more than a struggling mom. Oh, I know. That is so sad. I know. Um, so, that brings us back to 1990. Sharon died in April of 1990. Since he gave his real name to the life insurance company, the police finally captured him near Augusta for the attempted kidnapping in 1973. Oh, for the of the four kids? No, for the attempted kidnapping. Oh, in Jesus. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot going on here. 
I know it's really sad. Um, so he, yeah, he's arrested near Augusta. He was on the run for that long. Two-year-old Michael was put into foster care. Since he was Frank's son, the foster parents were forced to let Michael visit Frank in jail, but they started the adoption process, which means they had to get a paternity test. And it turns out he actually was not Michael's dad. Oh, good. So visitation is not required. All contact's gone. Fuck off. Yeah. So they're like, oh, peace. Now that they know that guy's history, Frank's history, they would still let a child visit him even if it's his biological father i know i don't the 70s man i don't know god no but that was um 1990 and oh yeah right Duh, it's my story <laughs> <laughs> that's okay it's a lot I going know. on and but, like, i don't get he was in foster care i'm like that he's not legally bound to this guy yeah Mm-mm. it's so so i did not understand that at all May, maybe they wanted i don't know but it stopped because he took a DNA test and that's not his dad. So peace. Good. Good for you, Sharon. Get yours. Totally good for you. So he was released in 1994 and started stalking Michael and his foster parents in Choctaw, Oklahoma. In September 1994, he went to his elementary elementary school, forced the principal by gunpoint to show Michael's <gasps> classroom, then took the principal and Michael and his truck and then took the principal out into the woods, handcuffed him to a tree and left with Michael. Principal survived, but oh Jesus, how scary. So the principal's fine, but still the fuck. Two months later, Frank was arrested in Louisville, Kentucky, but Michael wasn't with him. And to this day, we don't know what happened to Michael. I thought you said you didn't want to do stories about kids. What's not? Wait, just wait. Frank has told authorities he's alive, then he's dead. None of their business. Go fuck yourself. And 2015, with an interview with the FBI, he admitted that he killed Michael that same day, shooting him twice in the back of the head, and even told him where the body was, but they couldn't find it. And it was determined that it was likely eaten by wild boar in the area. Oh, my God. Monster. Monster. Imagine being those foster parents. Like, you were going to adopt him. Right. That it just like makes me so sad. They're like in the process. And they said when they got him, like when they started fostering him, like he was so delayed and like obviously had no real parent. And so like couldn't communicate, was like screaming. And he was like making such good progress. Oh, so sad. And like drop him off at school one day and that's it. Oh, it just makes me so sad for those people. God, seriously. I know. Um, in 1995, skeletal remains were found in a wooded area of Pinellas County, Florida. It was a woman, but she was listed as a Jane Doe, and an investigation determined she died from a beating and two gunshots to the head. That same year, a mechanic in Kansas bought a truck in an auction and found an envelope wedged between the bed of the truck and the top of the gas tank, and the envelope was 97 pictures. Many of them were from a woman severely beaten, Oh, God. Police traced the truck ownership back to Frank, and the pictures were used to identify the Jane Doe as Cheryl Camesso, the mm-hmm. 18-year-old dancer from. Oh, my God. Wait, what year is this? 1995. Oh, so she was killed in 88, right? She was killed in, yeah, 88. Yeah. God, I'm killing it with the dates. I know. See? It's a very big timeline over, I mean, decades. Sure. So I was like, God, there's a lot of dates up in here. So they finally were able to convict him of 
Cheryl's murder because he owned the truck. Those were his pictures. All right, we have a murder conviction on there. Come on, Finally. let's do it. So Life. in 2001, while waiting trial for the murder, <laughs> this judge, Nancy Lee, I think, it's spelled L-E-Y, which I think is Lee. Lay, Lee, ruled that Frank was incompetent to stand trial and ordered him to undergo further mental evaluation. No, we're done with Again, that. let's not. Let's look at his criminal history. We know he's insane, but let's lock him up. Right. He's, there's no rehabilitating him. Right. We're done with that. He actually fought against it. He said he was completely competent. So the judge was like, fine, oh. screw you, and yeah. ordered him to stand trial. He was convicted and sentenced to death in Pinellas County. Peace out. However, I, I ain't done. Also among the 97 pictures were pictures of him assaulting an unidentified young girl. The pictures were a lot older than the ones of Cheryl, and they looked like they were taken over like the span of several years. And one of them, they weren't all of him assaulting a young girl. One of them was him and this girl, like, professional picture. Can you see? Oh, yeah. Like, she's oh, sitting yeah. in his lap, like, Little clearly. Little blonde girl. Yeah. She's cutie. It's online. If you Google, you'll see it. But, so the cops were like, wait, what? Who is this girl? Like, did he have a daughter we don't know about? The fuck is going on here? So, it wasn't until 2014 when the FBI reopened the case into the kidnapping of Michael <gasps> Brandenburg. <laughs> you scared Holy me. Holy shit. Michael Brandenburg and Suzanne Savakis, the ex-wife, Sandy Chipman's kids that he uh-huh. took while she was in jail for 30 days, who were never found. They showed the picture in 2014 to Sandy Chipman, and she said, that's my daughter, Suzanne. <gasps> this also confirms that Sharon Marshall was Suzanne Savakis. Oh my God. So holy shit. Frank kidnapped all four kids, spread them out amongst social services, kept one for himself. Fucker. Raised her, Suzanne, raised her as if she was his daughter, telling people that he rescued her from her parents who abandoned her. When people would ask more questions or he felt like suspicion was growing, he would just like pick up and move and give her a new name. All This all happened until she was old enough to marry. And then he switched the narrative to this is my wife. <gasps> Isn't that so sad? So this girl just like grew up thinking her parents abandoned her. They had, she had no idea who she was. So then in 2019, after hearing this story, a mom in North Carolina was like, huh, this really matches the timeline of our adoption story and told her son about it. And out of curiosity, he submitted his DNA and it turns out he's Philip Brandenburg. I just got chills literally up and down. Oh my God. Isn't that insane? But so he's Philip. He's Philip. What's his last name? Brandenburg. I don't know his adopted name. He, he was taken when he was less than one year old and put in foster care so he had no idea baby but he he lived a good life i'm sure i I hope so but like i'm like what was the point yeah why to break up that whole family like it just makes me so you're evil sad so since the authorities in north Carolina wouldn't take sandy's missing persons report because (sighs) he was the stepfather suzanne was never listed as a missing person in any database so she was just impossible to find but no one was looking for her Oh, my God. I just said that Philip probably lived a good life, but I forgot. Sandy's not dead. She's yeah. just without kids anymore. Like that. Yeah. So she found her two daughters, Amy and Allison, but her youngest oh. and oldest just ripped from her one day and no one cared. <gasps> it's so sad. 
So the only part of this that remains unsolved is the fact that Frank likely murdered Suzanne, Sharon, Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't a hit and run, obviously. But even with that, he sits in prison on death row in Florida till this day. He's still alive. Ew. Ew. But let's spit on him. I know. Well, I'm hoping, I'm no expert, but I don't think prison mates take too kindly to child molesters. I was, I was literally about to say he's the bottom of the totem pole in that prison, killing yeah. children and. He's having a I mean, very child molesters and. Unpleasant stay. He killed, he killed Michael. Oh, yeah, he did kill Michael. So, yeah, killing a child killer and a child rapist. Now yeah. You're having but, your day in prison, douche. I know. So did Suzanne just grow up, like, thinking this was normal? Yeah. Like, she knew who she married, right? Yeah. Oh, it was her dad. God. So they, she knew they weren't blood-related, but he rescued her from her, I'm doing air quotes, people, from her biological parents who abandoned her. Which is so sad. And he was just, just like raping her. And so when he she got pregnant in high school and gave it up for adoption, she was, from what I gather, she was confident it was actually a, her secret high school boyfriend who got her pregnant. But I think Frank assumed it was his. Oh, oh my God. Sick fuck. Sick and fuck. so Michael's real dad is, I, I think his name's Kevin. Kevin. And he knew about Michael. And he was like, when the whole thing was going on, of like, where is Michael and why was he not with you after you kidnapped him and you were arrested? He was like putting it out there, like, please tell us where he is so I can just have him. <laughs> I didn't oh read much more into that, but it made me so sad. Holy shit, this guy's a monster. I know. How fucked up is that? I gotta, I gotta Google him. Hold on. He's rotting in prison. I hope so. I hope he's having a miserable time. What's his real name? Frank. Oh, Frank Floyd. Frank oh. Delano Floyd, as in Frank Delano Roosevelt. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ew. Ew. He's the pastiest white guy, of course. I know. He's so gross. God. Isn't that the saddest? Holy shit. And it's just all like. But that is so creepy, too, because like you did raise that girl in a sense. So like you wanted to. Oh, I know. You are the worst kind of evil. Like all for what? Like it's just like that. Those poor kids of like, I don't know. It's like so it's always senseless. But like it just I'm like, there was no reason for Taking them and then just splitting up the family. You didn't yeah, want them. I mean, you kept one, which, oh, it's so gross. Was it a good one? Yeah. I think it was two episode worthy, second episode worthy. Oh my God. I mean, how old was she when she got kidnapped? Five. <laughs> I know. Candy Garden. And then also, I wanted to quickly touch on the humans of New York. <gasps> yeah. I yeah. mm-hmm. was dying. Me too. Venus. Venus. And did you hear our friend who said, it was like, oh, that was going to be murder. I'm like, this is equally Wait, as terrible. <laughs> they were disappointed. Yeah. I'm just so impressed by this girl. I'm who, a mazel. If, if you don't know what we're talking about, go to Humans of New York's Instagram I mean, it's going to be buried by this point. But 
Yeah. Venus, this woman, found out her husband was living a double life and they had six kids together and were married for like 20 years. And she was like relying on his income. And he was, uh, it's just, and she's, he he went to prison. And so she got her real estate license and now she's crushing it. Like put all six kids through private school. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. just like, I don't know. She's killing it. And I think it's like, she did like 500 million last year. She lives in Augusta, Georgia and sales. Yeah. And I'm like, get it girl now she's a grandmother and she's a babe she's rocking it yeah i'm like oh yeah you came out on top and he said like you're never gonna get your real estate license this town has to be you have to be from here to get any sort of job whatever listing or whatever and she's like okay fuck you and he got 45 years in prison and he's sitting there because he's disgusting. a child rapist oh that story is just shocking. Oh, I know. And there's going to be a book about it. I bet there's going to be a movie. I saw um, Cameron from Southern Trump say, like, at Reese Witherspoon said, get ready for your next role. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see it. That's One, who she looks like. That's who she, she does. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, 100%. Uh-huh. So good for you, Venus. Oh, my God. It is just badass. And her oldest son, oh. John, is Were a, you sobbing? So, I was, I was sobbing. Cr- yeah. Oh, yeah, the Humans of New York Instagram does 13 posts on it. It's a, you'll see one of 13, but it's worth the read. And the last one, I was oh my God, sobbing. Such a good baby. He's a good bear. And I love that she like got to sit them down and be like, by the way, y'all yeah. can see from a sperm donor. And they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. We're like, not, oh, phew. We weren't bred from this monster. Oh, my gosh. It's just good for her she really figured it out yeah go team go gals are you gonna watch um the new uh worst roommate i think so okay but you're gonna be like four episodes there's only like eight episodes how long are they i don't know like an hour i think it's documentary style yeah there's time okay yeah there's um and well there's a little anime story but uh, it's, not, it's not it's not bad at all the people are actually being interviewed reenactments uh and an animated form yeah <laughs> that is, i know it sounds weird it's really not like it's yeah. not terrible okay good and it's the pe- real people talking over it it's just like animate like just like acting it out it's like a silent film are they like <laughs> it's just stories of bad roommates right yeah, but like terrible like, roommates. <laughs> but like it's okay, it's not like they didn't pay me back for the ATT bill. <laughs> no, that would not make a document. That's not documentary worthy. No. no, there's just a bunch of shit. Squatters, there's murders, okay. there's. Oh, okay. Yeah, there go. that's good. That's good. Is that's it, right. do I watch in order? Do I need to start with. Um, was there no. one? Within the first few that you're like, skip it, stupid. No. Okay, great. I did notice they're always like opposite sex roommates. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. I think pretty much, actually, I think every single one was. Ooh, interesting. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's always a Craigslist ad, so be Uh, careful. That, well, that's how you met Anne. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go in. It was again. 
It was. Love you. Love you. See you around.